Hey guys, welcome back to. It's cold again. Lord have mercy. You came up with Sorry. this thing. I need to write that down. I keep forgetting what it is. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to episode seven of Lord Have Mercy. We are taking a bit of a break from the law. And trying to reflect on the past six months, we are heading into our half a year anniversary of pop law. And it literally seems like yesterday when we started, and I know how cliche that sounds, given that lockdown seems like it's been going for years and years and years. And our business seems like it just started a few weeks ago, um, which coincides, incidentally, with the start of lockdown. So obviously, logically, it cannot be true that one seems like it's been going for an eternity and the other like has just started, but we decided to take a bit of a break from the law in terms of the topics that we're covering and just have a chat with each other to reflect on the last six months, where things have gone for the business. Um, whilst we do remain optimistic that one day we might write a book about our wild success in this um, endeavor, we also thought it would be good to give you guys a real insight into what things are like six months into a startup, um, the highs, the lows and everything else. So we don't have any guests this week. It's back to how it was at the beginning. And I'm joined here by my lovely partner, Claire. Hello, Claire. Hello, Sunel. Thank you for having me on our shared podcast. Um, it's quite auspicious, isn't it? That 10 days from now, I mean, we're not in the same geographic location. So unfortunately, we won't be popping any bottles or raising a glass to each other. But it is auspicious in 10 days time that we'll be able to say we've been trading for six months. I mean, that's quite a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I know I know that the yardstick, there's a conflicting view. Some people say two years of a startup. Um, other people say a thousand days. Um, and, you know, once you've crossed that threshold, then you, you pretty much A for away. And we're very, very, very um, early in those stages. But I just think in the last couple of um weeks especially have been such roller coasters for those who are listening I'm currently recording this horizontal in my bed because we are both shattered at the moment and yeah I mean not that I have any regrets really because I think that things have gone the way that they have because we've been just putting in all effort and still trying to do our our other jobs on the side um you know, usually people think of a startup as a as a side hustle. And I know Claire loads that that term. And actually, um, when she first shared her detest for that term, I didn't quite get it. But now I understand because this has definitely been our full time, full steam ahead. And we've had to fit in other stuff as the side hustle. So, yeah, it's going to be quite an interesting next six months, I think. Uh, we're waiting for a few things that are in the pipeline to come through. But you know, in the meantime, we, we want to reflect and share some of the learnings that we've had um, and maybe just share a bit of our story. I know people have gotten that in, in some piecemeal version through our blog, through our Instagram posts. Um, but maybe, Claire, you can shed some light on the, the early days of, of how all of this happened and then especially how the business launched um, on the first day of lockdown. Yeah, well, I mean... To say that we had a finite business model in place, to say that we had a well-articulated business plan and all of our ducks in a row would be a hideous mistruth. So I'm just going to dispel that myth immediately. Um, Sanal and I started to work together at the very beginning of the year. 
um, I was working on a project about the legal aspects of death, and Sunil was offering lower-cost legal consulting um, and consulting for other big law firms under her own name, and she became my lawyer for a little bit. And, I mean, I really enjoyed working with her. She was extremely fair, kind, very, very bright, and... Yeah, I mean, I think it's really good to work with your business partner outside of a business partnership first in what we've come to uh, view as an extended vetting process from, from both of our sides. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I remember waking up one day with a very, very clear sense that Sonal and I would work really well together and that regardless of whether we were working together on life file or if we started something new. I think, yeah, I mean, we've chatted to a few investors over the past little while, and a lot of them have spoken about gut and just knowing intrinsically in your gut immediately whether something's right or not. And um, I was quite hell-bent on pursuing life file, the, the death legal thing. And, uh, yeah, as I say, I woke up one day and was just like, we need to give this a go. And this was not yet defined. I mean, I hadn't even had a proper conversation with Sunil. And I can't remember the exact timeline of it, but it was a matter of, it was a matter of, was it hours, Sin? That very first message to say, okay, let's, cool, let's give this a go, whatever the hell this might be. And then I think you went into a meeting and came out and I'd created some branding is that how it worked was that the timeline yeah so I mean Claire says it was an extended vetting process I think that was sort of a unilateral vetting process I um vetted Claire by obviously working as a lawyer on on doing some agreements for her with regard to this life file app that she was um in the kind of infant stages of developing and, and just on that product alone I thought this was really cool um, universe, universally applicable and um, I had also had some legal product ideas in mind and you know as a lawyer I, I'd lack the creative juice I guess to to really um, conceptualize that I mean well not necessarily conceptualize it but actually execute it so I was very keen on, on pursuing Claire as a business partner I'd never got into business with anybody else before so my background was in a corporate law firm environment and then on my own so um, I was maybe you know none the wiser so for me this was a really good opportunity um, Claire has obviously been in other partnerships before some good some less than um, so probably had a healthy dose of, of skepticism and it was a I think it was a Friday or so it was either Thursday or Friday um, and I was actually going to lunch with with a friend of mine this was pre-lockdown uh, rules and I said to a friend of mine, look, I'm, I'm actually on my way. Um, I'm just going to jump in the shower and then I'll head. And after I sent that message, Claire contacted me and, and we spoke through it. And she was kind of a bit more open to the, the possibility of this. And by the end of that, you know, 20, 30 minute conversation, um, we said, OK, let's let's see, you know, let, let's give this a go. And then I had to tell my friend, actually, I haven't yet jumped into the shower and she sent me um, a message to say, oh, you know, I'm starving. Please hurry. And I was like, oh, no, um, you know, I'll tell you all about it this later. But I, I've been trying to convince this person to go into business with me. And I, I think I've just convinced her. So off I went to a shower and, and got into the car and, and got to a friend's house. 
And when I got into to her house, I realized I'd left my phone um, at, in the car. And we carried on and just chatted and, um, you know, had lunch. So it was probably about an hour or an hour and a half that I was there. And when I got into the car, I had this barrage of messages um, from Claire. And it was what is now the the pop law uh, website but it was kind of a mock-up and we had spoken a bit about pop law um as a name potentially and and i just said to claire that speaks very much to me because i love um a palindrome so obviously a word that's the same back and front like taco cat and <laughs> i saw this amazing thing of pop law it's pr- pretty much you know exactly what i had visualized um bright colors and then this heart heart wrenching message from Claire to say, unfortunately somebody beat us to it. And I thought oh, yeah. oh this is devastating. And you know, but but at the same time I'm like, okay, you know, it's fine. It's just a name. We can come up with it. And then Claire followed that message up with jokes, actually I've secured it. Um and you know here's a mock up of our site. There was already, you know, a draft kind of uh, blog post and showed it to my friend and she said oh my gosh that's amazing it's it's so cute and I, I said to um I sent her a message when I got home to say she's just whipped this up in the last hour and a half I think I'm I'm definitely the reacher here and then I told Claire this as well and I then had to explain to her what the reacher was I mean I think it's from a how I met your mother or someone other sitcom of whether you're the reacher in the relationship or the settler um and I mean, that was six months ago. And yeah, it was exactly six months ago. I think that nothing has changed in the in the pace at which things have gone. So, yeah, that was sort of a, the, the early stages. And I think then, um, you know, we did, I think it was Cyril's announcement serendipitously. Mm-hmm. I think that Cyril's actually making an announcement tonight and we'll probably, hopefully we'll move into level one lockdown. Um, But then Cyril's announcement was on the Monday that we're going into lockdown and we had um, decided to start the business on the Friday. So Mm -hmm. pretty much a week from the conversation where we said, this is, we're going to go ahead. Um, It was a week until we then launched. Yeah, I mean, saying it out loud, it seems like it was the workings of two maniacs, potentially. But I remember so clearly sitting down, I was actually lying on my bed, which is not the best thing, ergonomically speaking, but I was lying on my bed, and that's where I designed the pop law stuff. And it just flowed, it just flowed right out of me, like I wasn't even in charge. It was a, actually reflected on that with a very good friend of mine walking, and uh we had quite an interesting conversation about it, just about how sometimes ideas knock on the right door. And when they knock on the right door of a person who's receptive to, um, or partnership that is receptive to and ready, then the idea just flows. And Sin, I've shared with you a few times that I feel in many ways, I mean, I don't know what's coming for us at Pop Law. Um, There's always a massive risk when you're in a startup business that things will not work. But... And I think that's what makes this recording so interesting is, I mean, you said it the other day, it's always so easy to tell your story when you've got the funding in the bag or you've gone through the program or you've, you know, you've got the global client or whatever. But it's so much harder to reflect when you aren't sure which way things are going to go. That said, 
this idea of flow and things just flowing has been a consistent theme since that very first design effort with Poplaw. It just literally came out. There was no resistance. It was deeply fun, creative, intuitive. And I feel like flow has been a consistent theme of Poplaw for me anyway, when I look at the highlights of this journey to date. We've got such incredible meetings. We've had incredible opportunities. We've, doors have been opened to us that I just, I sometimes stop and go, what is going on here? Sure, we haven't landed a squillion dollar investment, but you know, whatever the metric of success is, that's a different conversation for another time. But it really has felt from that very first day, like we did the right thing and it's just flowing in the right way. And I guess, yeah, I mean, we've had lots of feedback to that end as well, kind of encouraging and supporting, you know, and, and, and certainly from people in our community to say, you know, this feels so right and it feels so good and you guys are hitting the nail on the proverbial head. Long may it last, of course. Also, I just have to say on the whole reacher, what, what's the opposite of a reacher? A settler. Reacher and settler. I mean... Yeah, that's absolute rubbish that you, the reacher, and that I'm, the, I mean, that is just bogus. I remember, yeah, sitting in a meeting with you. I actually can't remember which one it was. And I mean, for those of you who don't know Sanal personally, she's a, a deeply accomplished, deeply, deeply intelligent woman, but has a very, very healthy, maybe even unhealthy, but a, a deep, deep humility Anyway, and we went into this one Zoom meeting and it was the type of environment where we were trying to, you know, throw down, like throw down the gauntlet a bit and like, you know, like put our big girl pants on and like come across as the operators that we like to think of ourselves being. And I mean, Sunil didn't come to me and say, hey, here's my CV, like this is what I've done, this is who I am, here are my credentials. That's just not the basis of this business partnership. Anyway, and in this Zoom call, Sunil threw down the hammer, and I was like, oh my, sorry, I won't swear, but I was floored, my jaw dropped, I was like, who is this enigma who has somehow chosen me to work with her? I was floored. Anyway, I'll get her to recite the, the hammer throwdown at some point. Um, Sun, what have been the... I mean, let's start with the low lights, maybe, or the challenges. What have been, if you reflect on the last six months, what have been your, like, big hurdles? Sure. I mean, just on to your point about the flow, I think when I think back to the last six months of my life, it has been absolute chaos. <laughs> that said, it's been, um, you know, pop law and my relationship with you has been quite a, you know, like fixed point or a rudder or whatever you want to call it in terms of, of this chaos. Uh, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine um, not so long ago and just said to him, geez, you know, this year has really not gone according to plan. You know, my year has really not gone according to plan. He said, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think anybody's year has gone <laughs> according to plan. And I was like, fair, fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, from a personal point of view, and, and obviously in this sort of environment, and to be fair, I guess in all kinds of environment, you can't separate your personal and your uh, professional life. But I, I guess that that's cast under a microscope when, when you're working in, in your own business. So 
I my plan this year was to to go and study an MBA in Spain. Um, and actually, when I think that was one of Claire's reservations about us going into a partnership was, you know, what happens in in the next six months, and and then you potentially leaving. Um, and at the time, I, I had said to Claire, look, nothing is really cast in stone. There's a lot of other uh, parts that need to to come together for for this to be worth me going. But then at the same time who knows where this, this business is going to go. And I would never, ever walk away from a successful business and a partnership. But that's also something that, that I would need to consider. And the week that we launched uh, Pop Law, well, leading up to it on the Friday, I was between three homes. I was staying at a friend's brother's place, kind of managing his Airbnb. Um, at that stage, by the way, I was living through other people um, since October last year. Jeez, it's been almost a year. Um, so I was I was house sitting for him. I mean, looking after his Airbnb, and there was guests moving out and guests moving in because of of the lockdown. I was in house sitting for friends who were coming back early from their trip because of the announcement, and I didn't really have a plan as to where to go, how long lockdown was going to end up. And anyway, I ended up coming to that resolution on on the Thursday, and driving to my friends who I ultimately ended up locking down with for a couple of months, uh, they told me, by the way, you're still welcome to stay here, but my sister who's been staying with us has just tested positive for COVID. So do do with that information what you wish. And I, I weighed it up and I thought, well, it's probably better to get COVID in somebody's home than to be homeless. So <laughs> I took my chances and six months in, you know, I'm, I'm still COVID free. But, you know, that, that was horrifically... Um, anxious time for me and you know just not I, I deal with my anxiety poorly on, on the best of days so, so that was was a, a peak and kind of as things started settling down again um, and I started thinking well you know pop law is definitely what needs to happen and I kind of put the the MBA on the back burner not even like off the stove I guess and started making plans to move to Cape Town which was the plan post MBA um, obviously, with Claire being in Cape Town, that, that then became more appealing. Um, and then that idea came crashing down the stairs as I, too, crashed down the stairs and, and broke my foot in the middle of May. Oh, my God. And remember that. Remember that Yeah, idea. I do. I do remember it. Because <laughs> um, I still, even now, am, am battling with a, a very um, stiff, inflexible foot and came face to face with the reality that post 30 um things are a lot harder to do but you know on, on, a, on a real talk basis i mean that was really low point for me um my independence took a massive knock um i couldn't carry a plate or a mug to and from the kitchen um, my friends cat and luke and their dog pepper were were a great um stability point but you know that's something that maybe people don't think about is is you're trying to run a business and do all of these things, but at the same time, your personal life is a big deal. And especially for me, I mean, I've now researched it a bit and, and spoken to other people who had gone through similar situations. But one, I was exhausted all the time because, you know, my lack of upper body strength came back to haunt me when you suddenly having to crutch yourself up and down stairs um, and, and, and literally pick yourself up, you know, and, then Claire had to deal with that from a from a partner basis is that I just couldn't really operate it at full steam and navigating that and had to have naps during the day just to 
sort of be able to string a sentence together and you know that feels like a distant memory to be absolutely honest well that must be nice (laughs) (laughs) um but it is i mean these are things and and claire i mean we we both physical ailments aside i know claire's also had some battles with with her her body um you know we also just not in that position where we can take a week of leave you know submit your leave and and um take some time off because there just hasn't been i mean i think originally we thought we needed to get over a hurdle at the end of july beginning of august and then things were going to calm down and and we would be able to both take some time off and we're now midway through september and and that hasn't happened either and Um, and there's potential that we are literally on the crest of a wave that might actually break i mean yeah i mean claire's taken one one day of leave um to spend some time with her family and luckily i think went to a place that um has no signal so so she had had a nice you know 24 hour reprieve from from all of this and I am hoping to do the same this Friday. So, you know, since January, I guess, for both of us, you know, to have one day one day off is is not great and certainly not healthy and not something that we'd recommend. But it's it's just been the nature of the beast, I guess. And yeah, yeah, as Claire said, we I don't know, we, we either are going to be on the cusp of something really great and, and wonderful, which I'll let Claire tell you guys about. Um, in which case things are just going to be next level pace or we're not going to get that and then have to really double down on our own commercial efforts, in which case it's still going to be going at, at the pace of not. So I'm not really sure what the end solution is here, but as, as we said, you know, we don't have the benefit of hindsight to say, and that was when it, that was the day that it all changed and everything <laughs> got better and, and they were able to get a full, you know, eight hours of sleep once it's again absolute so. torture and i mean maybe there are people also in the startup space um who are listening to this who can commiserate with at at any given moment you're not exactly sure what's going to happen tomorrow and in our case i mean we're waiting for an email today that you know is the next step to potentially solidifying something really exciting um we're big believers in locking things down before you know letting cats out of bags and that kind of thing um, but yeah, I mean, at any given moment in a startup environment, things can change. And certainly when you adopt an agile style of running a business, then, you know, at any given moment, things can just flip like 180, um, which is not to say that that's how we work. I mean, we're fairly fastidious about what our social mission is. And on that, we've not wavered since day one. Hasten, I mean, that's actually pretty remarkable i remember having a tarot card reading it was my first tarot card reading i don't know much about tarot i've never been drawn to it before and a friend of mine did a reading over zoom obviously during level five lockdown and one of the cards that she pulled was about the guiding you know a guiding star or something and uh, you know the focus of that reading was pop law and uh it stuck with me, just the sense that we're on a very clear mission. And although day-to-day, from an operational perspective, things might shift and move and morph and change, we've been fastidious about and, and very, very clear and focused on what we're trying to do, which is make law accessible. Um, but what have been some of your highlights, Sin? 
Sure. This is quite a hard one, I think, for both of us because, and we actually had this conversation the other day about we we do need to take a moment to reflect and to to consider, um, you know, all the good stuff as well because we we both can be, I think, quite hard on ourselves and very quick to find ways that we could have done certain things better or, um, you know, adopted a better approach. So that's it. We had this conversation the other day and now, you know, to sort of recall these things is is a bit of a challenge. I guess I think for us the highlights for me at least the highlight has been the um the confirmation or the affirmation from people in our community, including my own very tight knit community, bearing in mind I've been doing my own thing for the last three years or so and been faced with a lot of resistance. I think there's been a huge expectation from from people that are close to me um that I was kind of just mecking about until you know, I, I got a real job again, i.e., um, you know, wore the corporate law hat, um, whether it was at a law firm or a big company. And I think that, you know, the first year or so going out on my own, um, maybe I disappointed a lot of people by by not um, sticking it out. And a lot of people were very um, quick to offer me, you know, oh, yeah, this person's looking for a lawyer and I can send your CV to these people and you know, just let me know when you need help or when you, you know, want to move forward with getting a job. And I was like, well, this this is my job. <laughs> like, yeah. this is what I do. Um, And yet, you know, weirdly enough, doing the same thing or very similar thing, but painted with um different colors, literally, you know, that, that then again makes the law more accessible was also maybe a bit of a, a wake-up call for me to say, maybe I thought that I was doing something, but but actually it was still out of reach for many people, including the people that were in my circle. Whereas, you know, Poplar launched, we got um, an instruction the next day. We we put out these free legal documents, um, notwithstanding other advice that, that we should charge for it. Um, so we, we've been able to do stuff on our own and make those decisions, bearing in mind that some of the people who, who gave us advice were, were very, you know, respected people in our lives, whether it's our parents, or, or business coaches or friends, you know, they they cautioned us against doing certain things and we went ahead and did them anyway and they were successful. But yet we've still also made a com- commercial success of it. And just a little asterisk there. By, by commercial <laughs> success, we mean that we haven't paid ourselves salaries or, you know, got any expenses really because we um, bootstrapped this to the extreme and, by the way, we record this on a on a free app as well, um, but yet you know we've still been profitable. We've we've also been recognised by by like external bodies, and we've had people approach us um, from VC funders to um, social justice accelerator programs to um, the media. You know they've they've kind of found us, and as much as we've put our head to the ground and and just gone at it, it it is good to have that recognition and the validation that yes, this is serving a need, but also that if you put people first, then the commercials will come. So, you know, as, as Claire said, we, we've applied for a social justice accelerator program that will allow us to, to stick to the mission and get some funding, some access to networks um, and some opportunities to, to really build the, the kind of legal tech products that we want to be building. So it is, very exciting and it's and it's very um you know feather in your cap to to get this far but we would be um insincere to say that 
you know, to not get that opportunity would, would be disappointing um, because it's been really hard. It's it, they, they have been highlights, but because we have to move at such a immense pace, they, they seem you know, almost like evaporating. I, I remember very early on, we were approached by a South African and American who had, had gotten together to, to come up with the legal tech product. That said, they, they're both engineers and, you know, the, the, the conversation was, was kind of getting to, well, you know, you guys could have the real, the real chemistry here and, you know, potential like funding. There's a lot of people in the States that would be very interested. And I think like 10 seconds after the call, we, we had a call, but we called with each other and then it was very immediate, you know, oh, that was cool. But anyway, what's, what do we still have to do today? What needs to get out this week? And, you know, it's we we were recognised by the Mail and Guardian last week, um, and th- that was a the young two hundred South Africans, and you know we we sort of relished it a little bit on the Friday morning, but then you know Fridays are chaos for us because it's when everything that needs to get done by the end of the week needs to get done, and like you just don't have the time to to carve out the the highlights. So yeah, yeah I'd be interested to know what someone... your your recollection of the highlights are. I mean, as you'll attest, as you'll attest to, I mean, I I literally roll out of bed every morning like the Energizer Bunny to get to my desk and start working. I have loved, I mean, sure, they've been exhausting days, they've been challenging days, they've been anxiety-filled days, but by and large, nearly every day of working on this business with you has been an absolute triumph. I love the work that we do. It's very challenging. It's really creative. It's, yeah, I mean, I've been working in kind of the startup space for a while and I do it because I absolutely love it. God knows I'm not doing it because it's buying me a private island. I mean, we're well off from that. But yeah, it. aside from the day-to-day, which I find deeply inspiring and enriching, there have been some cool highlights um yeah i mean certainly the external recognition that we've got from here and there to be honest with you it's i found that actually a bit dizzying i remember after the mail and guardian thing i mean my my instagram and i mean i'm actually not on instagram personally but my social media doesn't get up to a hell of a lot and i actually could not keep up with the encouragement and support and messages and SMSs and WhatsApps and whatever, which was wonderful, but it was also quite dizzying. I felt like I was in a bit of a snow globe. And I think because I'm such a doer by nature, it, it was pulling my focus away from the graft. And I think people forget like you know, there's a lot of glamorization, I feel, or glamming up of startup there is absolutely nothing glamorous about it. You wake up every day and bite hard and dig deep for grit and tenacity and go at something where there's a very real possibility that it's not going to work. Um, so, so yeah, like the recognition stuff is awesome, but I, I feel like it, it, for me anyway, last Friday was a bit sort of like, I didn't know which way to turn. It was, I mean, I now know why I celeb, I mean, I'm not aligning myself to celebrity. Did you just call yourself a celebrity? <laughs> but I know why, you know, like some oaks end up, you know, in, in the lunatic asylum. It, it just must be so problematic. Anyway, 
I, yeah, I think I'm in agreement with you that one of the big highlights was being invited to um, apply for this accelerator because pop law had come up in two different conversations with the head of the program. And I mean, that in itself is pretty cool. Just the people are chatting about us and they're having, you know, they're saying cool things. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, as I say, I don't, they're, they're not too many low points on the pop law um, on the pop law six month calendar that I can think of. I think no broken feet. No broken feet. Not mine, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> not mine. Well, you know, actually, now I kind of understand the concept of break a leg. Do you? I mean, let's hope, well, let's, let's hope it gives us the stage luck that we so desperately need. <laughs> absolutely. And I think, you know, going back to, to both the highlight and low light, it's um, as much as it's been amazing to, to get, we've got really good um, client feedback and engagement and, and people also are recognizing us as a brand, a legal brand that is transparent and accessible. You know, something that, that we both had to deal with. Um, is the fact that we are solving people's problems, which means that, you know, at the at, at the starting point, it's it's a rough haul. You know, we we are helping a lot of um, small businesses and entrepreneurs from the business side, and that that can be quite an exciting thing to to help people establish good businesses from the get go. But we're also dealing with some really crazy personal stuff. We've had. Um, people who are in abusive relationships we've dealt with some uh, marital issues we've had uh, people that are looking to to get their will sorted out but you know who might be facing like major mental health problems um we've dealt with with a tenant who was transphobic i mean it's it's just it's a lot sometimes and at the end of the day when when you want to put your services out there to say we want to help real people with real life problems um as much as we've been successful in our outcome so far, it's it's tough to to see what's out there. And also for me at least, um, a big a big low light at the beginning of of our journey was dealing with my realization of of having a lot of legal privilege and you know the position that I take up because I've been able to study the law and know the law and yeah. So that was a, that's been a bit weird, but I've definitely gotten a lot better at it. And yeah, I think over way over any sort of external validation and funding and whatever else just looking through our testimonials from clients has been the best highlight because that's what we went out to try and um, solve and 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 you know as we said you know the the commercials I'm sure will come they have to come I guess my feeling is that if you do business ethically and with the right intention then it, it must be successful so Cautiously optimistic, but optimistic for the next the next six months to to see how things go. Uh, we've, I mean, I think we could speak about pop law forever um, because we obviously madly in love with the with the damn thing. But we're moving into forty minutes on this, so just to quickly kind of round out, what are the things that you're looking forward to? My Friday day off, <laughs> which. You know, given that there's still 36 hours to go, it's probably not going to happen, but we'll see how it goes. And um, I'm really looking forward to to being able to spend more time on on, de on developing our legal tech products. I think that was always our our intention. And, and as much as I really do enjoy the consulting aspect of it, 
Um, there's only so many hours in a day and and only, you know, so many consultations you can do with, with our limited resources. Whereas, you know, the, the way that we want to go with the legal tech products, I think would allow so many people to access legal help without, you know, the cost barrier. And um, I'm really excited to, to being able to, to spend a bit more time on that. I'm really looking forward to coming to Cape Town next month. Um, I'm heading down to Cape Town for two weeks. Claire and I will have our first face-to-face real person um, engagement with um, with pop law we haven't had that since we started and have only actually met twice before in both in cape town in january and february so i'm excited to see what that looks like we also um will be having our first after work drinks together so now touches down on a friday afternoon and hopefully by that point i mean we've got so much to celebrate anyway but we do hope that there's a little accelerator program in the bag by that stage, in which case there will be some bottles popping and we're very excited for that. There's so much well, maybe, to look forward to. Maybe one maybe one bottle and then a nap. That too. I mean, let's be let's be realistic about our age and our <laughs> energy levels at this point. I'm looking really forward to your trip as well. I'm also looking forward to sinking our teeth, our collective teeth, into uh, yeah, really digging into the into the tech stuff. Um, yeah, there's so much to look forward to. It's so exciting. Yeah, so hopefully by the time we are in Cape Town together, we'll be able to record another update um, about what's happened with some of the stuff that we've mentioned. But in any event, we are going to try to do this on a semi-regular basis um, and, you know, force ourselves to find the time to reflect and and to share that that with you. So hopefully this has been somewhat interesting. And if not, that's absolutely fine because we are putting it into our own little digital time capsule to to reflect on this one way or another about that time we decided to start a business during a global pandemic. So yeah. thanks, Claire, so much for, for being um, on this journey with me and for doing the work that that you do so that we can do the work that we do oh, and awesome. oh, oh. Emoji, heart emoji. Oh. Claire is very uh cornerly making a heart emoji with her with her hands <laughs> please <laughs> tell the people that please the people need to know <laughs> spirit of full transparency but yes if you've gotten this far this probably might be one of our longer podcast episodes so Thanks very much, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lord Have Mercy. If you've got a story to share or need a legal hand with anything, visit poplaw.coza, where we believe in making law for everyone.